G'day listeners, you're tuned to Soundwaves, a podcast that explores the nexus between surfing and music and the nefarious spaces in between. Between the wave and the rave, between the heaving shack and the martial stack, between neoprene and spandex, the mosh pit and the death pit, fiberglass and vinyl, the boogie and the board, between Brian Eno and George Greeno. So wax up your stick, crank up the stereo, Paddle out into the secret sonic surf spot that is sound waves. Tales from the shack. Shack, 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 shack. Okay. Swell, swell has returned to the east coast. Yeah, the, uh, the the yin and yang of, of the surfing world has struck again. You, you've got the waves, and we've got the well, we've got the waves. We just don't have the uh, conditions. It's um yeah okay. It's a west coast. Um, wet, you an east coast low um in in your neck of the woods is always a, a thing to behold. Here, a west coast low is pretty crap because it literally just destroys everything surf wise. So. Um, we like the we like the um, the storms to we like our storms to be off Greenland or off uh, Ireland, you know, or, or even New, Newfoundland or something like yeah, that. Exactly, some other land, not this land, that's for sure. Uh, your storms, yeah, because we you've got the luxury of having a bit of ocean between you and the, the swell source. We we tend to get the short uh, the shorter range swells, I suppose, yeah. don't we? Yeah. Yeah, I but, mean, um, for sure. I mean, as I, as I was telling you um, before we before we uh, started the, uh, um, it's currently five meters at seventeen seconds. Which I guess you know, if you were a if you were a big wave knob, maybe you'd be um, you know rubbing your hands together. Okay. But the 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 howling on shores um, as well don't really uh, don't really do anything. So no, wow. Such and life, mate. Uh, such is the ebb and flow of the uh of, of the surfing existence stories stories and um so you, you your last surf was was a while ago you yeah, surfed about, since... about 10 days ago but as as you probably oh, wow. know and um yeah i know it's bad um as you know and i think we probably talked about in the last episode it, we did we did uh, get our boots full so i mean it was literally pumping for weeks on end so you know um Usually here, uh, the Christmas period, it things calm down a bit. Um, it's funny you you usually get a little 
<clears throat> a little few days of uh, crisp, clear offshores and smaller swells. So I'm, I'm uh, very much looking forward to um, uh, a few surfs around Christmas. I've got a couple of weeks off, so fucking you. Nice. Yep. Yeah, well, we're looking like, uh, I don't think it's going to be solid down Sydney way, but I think we're going to get have like east swell for a, a good two weeks or so, you know. Um, gives the, gives the bank some time to sort themselves out as well, eh? Yeah, yeah, but I, I'm not sure. I haven't checked the wind, but it could be a bit onshore, but even still, it's going to be fun. Hadn't had a fun surf out the reef just then. Oof. Uh, so that was fun. Yeah, I didn't really do too well, but saw a couple of a couple of barrels getting ridden. Mostly closeouts, unfortunately. There's too much north in it, but still, some guys giving it a good crack. I mean, would um, you? Would you? Obviously, it has many faces. That wonderful, uh, unique little reef. But would you say it's a? Is is it the east is the best, or because I know I what, think so. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it definitely. Uh, it's get it gets where right? tricky with a bit of north, but um, yeah. Look, it's it's pretty it's pretty versatile though. For a, for a reef, it can actually handle most swell directions, but it it does change. It's got different. Um, I was kind of sitting a bit wide today, trying to get some of the wide ones. The Lagundis not really succeeding. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's good. Fun. On, good a, fun on, a, on a south swell, it can run a bit longer as well, but can it not? Sort of, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird. Look, to be honest, I'm still figuring the place out. But um, it's only been it's uh, only been thirty, 30 years. Thirty years. <laughs> well, that's good. That's a that's the <coughs> that's the kind of spot that's the joy of surfing. Out. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. the joy of surfing. <laughs> um, so so um, well, just just a little um, a little musical uh, thing. Did you? Um, you would have seen I posted on Insta Spam um, uh, about our freestyling episode coming up, and that song that I just played at the intro was accompanying some pretty freaky surfing by Buttons. Do you know what that song is? I don't, but <clears throat> it mate, it's, uh, it's a it's the twelve inch remix of um, Grace Jones. Uh, oh, pull up to the bumper. <laughs> Pull up to the bumper. <clears throat> Mate, uh, I'll have to have, give that a listen. I don't think I'm familiar with that one. That's great. She's a um, she's she's a force of nature. That that woman. Okay, yeah. Um, she so should have been on our. Black, that, that, she should have been on the. Uh, she can be on the next episode of our of Femage. I think I saw a little clip of that buttons that you put. How is that that cut back to switch foot to three sixty to whatever thing? Yeah, that. He's just so talented, and he's still he's still no he, kicking around doing his. Well, no, he's kicking around underground. Oh, yeah, I think he was a. Um, it seems to me that there on the North Shore, it's it's pretty high high octane living, whether it's in the water or oh. out of the water. Um, and I, you know, I don't want to cast uh, nasturtiums, but. Um, I think a few of the people, big names who have died of recent times, their existence may have been shortened slightly by uh, some sort of chemical uh, concoction. So sad. Yeah, very, very sad. Um, that particular video, there's a there's a section of him just doing a kind of uh, hang ten layback 
<laughs> just just looks fucking insane. He's just he's like a rubber man because him and um, crazy, well, there was a whole group of them, wasn't there? Him, Larry Bertelman, and uh, mm. was it Liddell? James was it James Liddell? Someone like that. Okay, Mark Liddell. Yeah. Mark Liddell. <clears throat> um, and they were all just absolutely electric on the uh, on the twenties. There's not so many you could compare them to now, hey. Doing, I suppose, I mean, it's different, but Mason Ho is definitely he's definitely, entertaining. Yeah, I would say that Mason is the closest thing to. Um, he's he's like a you know he's like a, a well freestyle kind of uh, ballerina on the on the waves, isn't he? And just the just the amount of poise that he manages to have in the most extreme situations and those. You know, we've all had our um, little dalliances with uh, surfing over rocks, but he takes it to the absolute, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. His, his nonchalance in, in what we would consider yeah. to be death-defying situations, right? Yeah, he's definitely um, carved his own little niche there. He's entertaining. He's, yeah, like, yeah, like you said, he's kind of death-defying and, yeah, fantastic. I love him. Well, and speaking of uh, speaking of twenty twenty action, um, I don't know if if before the uh, before the ill fated um, wazzle meltdown that was in inevitably going to come. Um, oh did God, you, yeah. Did you see the Did you see the the goat on his twin fin at pipe? I missed it. Did you watch it? Or well, I just watched a few little little snippets, but um, um, Smelly Skater was absolutely killing it on this little uh twin fin i think it was wow. like a, a five six or something and he's just um carving you know doing his carving 360s getting slotted uh, dropping out wow. of the sky you know doing all doing all the things that a 49 year old shouldn't be able to do yeah wow i'm just just uh we, we've barely spoken about kelly slater for our whole our episodes of of these podcasts, have we? Yeah, he probably yeah. gets enough attention. <clears throat> yeah, he's a. I don't know. I've, I've, I've. Person on a personal note, I, I remember watching whatever that Kelly Slater in color or black and white, one of the ones, the one where he's <laughs> he's, he's ripping lowers. Yeah. Um, and I remember being obviously uh, seriously impressed by it, but he's never really tickled my nancy as as um as a as a surfer for whatever reason i don't know maybe it's a, just his complete and utter domination that's kind of just gets gets a bit boring i'm, I'm not sure yeah it's, i think i think the under it's always good to go for the underdog and he's definitely not that but conversely now he, he kind of is now though and i'm kind of kind of going for him in that respect like just to see someone at that age get another world um title would be nuts obviously it's probably not gonna happen this year um you know what i mean well yeah I look I, I mean i actually <clears throat> i agree with you about the the um uh supporting him now because i i totally do particularly as we were born in the same year so that kind of um does make uh make me feel uh slightly uh better about my um, ability to surf longer uh, but um, yeah I don't think I think that the idea of him winning a world title is kind of very fanciful but just him in the yeah, mix is, is 
the very fact that that a guy of that age to do and, well yeah well and and instill fear into people less than half his age is is quite incredible really oh yeah yeah mm. so sure um <laughs> so um uh let's uh let's let's go on to a mason ho uh toe tapping floater um uh anything that's been floating your boat of late Oh yeah. Um, I tell you what, I saw a great um, clip and I, I can't believe I'm actually saying I've, I've watched a Palohe Andino. <laughs> the, uh, clip. He, he's like the, he's like the, uh, the Donald Trump supporter of, of the surf world, isn't he? I think was it, you know, you've, you've uh, read that. Have you read um, welcome to Hawaii now? Go to hell. Welcome to paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Paradise. Now go to hell. Chaz Smith, which yeah. I thought was uh, pretty hilarious. Um, well, uh, good fun. It's a, it's, he, it's a rollicking ride. Oh, yeah. But I think he, he kind of targeted Kalohe because he was kind of young and up and coming on the North shore during that season he spent in Hawaii. And, uh, he kind of poked, well, not poked fun at him, but you know, he kind of, he came under the spotlight a bit. You know, and maybe not too favourably. But no. um, he, yeah, anyway, so basically this clip of his, um, God, I don't know, came to my attention. Uh, and mainly for the for the music. Or oh, it starts off with a pair of, um, I think it's at, at, uh, at Lowers again. But it starts off in the clip with a pair of Labradors, which I just thought, well, that just got me from the word go. But it's actually got a song from uh, Towns Van Zant in it. Um, no, I, w I wonder who. I, I can't imagine that he chose it. <laughs> well, the the crazy thing is, like, it's actually one of my favourite songs, um, or of Towns Van Zant at least. And um, <clears throat> it doesn't actually go with the music, with the surfing that well at all. I mean, country music and surfing probably hard, but I mean, this isn't even. This is just kind of a, a sort of a song with a picked guitar. It, doesn't really go with with high high kind of high performance aerial surfing at, at lowers but anyway it's a classic and it starts off it's a live um recording um in the 70s at some sometime of uh towns van zandt mr mud and mr gold live that's right but um it starts off with this joke um that towns says i, I might play it because it i think it's pretty funny have you hang on I have heard Hopefully it, but yeah, works. play it. It's brilliant. Okay. Here we go. Here's this I gotta tell you on this joke. There's this uh, this drunk walking down the street and he walks up this cop and he says, Man, somebody stole my car. The cop says, Well, where was it? And he says it was right on the end of this key. <laughs> the cop says, I don't know, man. Why don't you go down to the precinct house and uh, report it down there and they'll fill out all the proper forms, you know, all that stuff. Guy says, okay, and he starts to walk off, and the cop says, uh, for you, nine, ten, you better zip up your fly. Guy looks at him and says, oh, man, they got my girl, too. There you go. Yeah. Um, well, I play this uh, <laughs> far out. I learned that from uh, Jerry Jeff Walker. I play this song about playing uh, five-card stud pokers called Mr. Mud and Mr. Gold.
Well, the wicked king of clubs awoke. It was to his queen he turned. His lips were laughing as they spoke. His eyes like bullets burn. The sun's upon a gambling day. His queen smiled low and blissfully. Let's make some wretched fool to pay. Plain it was, she did agree. He sent his deuce down into diamond, his four to heart, and his trade a spade. Three kings with their legions come, and preparations soon were made. They voted club the day's commander, give him an army face and number. All but the outlaw jack of diamonds and the aces in the sky. What can you tell me about Towns Van Zant? Well, yeah, look, he's just one of those guys. There's, there's two country singers um, who I don't, I don't even know how they came to my attention, but they, they're kind of the, the I suppose the, those kind of outliers. They, they, they wouldn't be famous at all uh, in the kind of mainstream country world, but they, they kind of lived on the, on the fringes. And Towns Van Dant was, um, yeah, definitely uh, an amazing kind of character. I couldn't really tell you in detail, but. Yeah, it's pretty tragic in the end. I think he, he died of kind of died before his time. But um, he and another guy called Guy Clark, they kind of they were the vanguard of this kind of left field kind of country music, I suppose you call it. But um, they actually they both have got songs. I don't know. They reliably make me cry whenever I listen to them. I don't know if you've got songs like that. And they just they. Well, they both coincidentally are, are both about prostitutes. I don't know why <laughs> why prostitutes make me cry. And they're kind of just these tragic kind of stories. And um, uh, yeah, there's, I'll, I'll, I'll put them on the playlist. Is one, one song's called Tecumseh Valley by um, Pound Van Zandt. It's just a, a sad kind of song. And the uh, Guy Clark song's called uh, Let Him Roll. And that's just a classic kind of tale of, of kind of love, love lost. And, and um, yeah, it's about this whore in Dallas, which is, um, yeah. And speaking of, speaking of left field um, uh, country stars, now I haven't heard much of his music, but I've read a lot of his books. Have you ever heard of Kinky Friedman? That, I've heard the name because it's a great name. Yeah, well, I, Kinky, I Kinky Friedman, he's a, he's a Jewish, he's a, <laughs> He's a Jewish cowboy detective, right? A country, country wow. and Western singing, Jewish country and Western singing cowboy detective. And um, his, anyone out there who wants a book that you will read and love, he, there's a whole series of them, but uh, Kinky. So it's a fictional character. Uh, well, oh. no, no, because he's, I mean, Kinky Friedman exists and he, he is a country and Western singer and he is Jewish and <laughs> um, he, apparently he's, he's like best mates with Willie Nelson and he's, he's, you know, he's, oh, wow. he's done, he's done the, he's done the, uh, done the time. He knows, he knows, yeah. knows his stuff, but his books, he lives in his loft in um, somewhere on the, you know, the lower East side or whatever in, in uh, New York. <clears throat> and he basically exists on a, on a steady diet of coffee, Jameson and, cigars and he goes out and um and solves these very very uh, interesting and uh, quite uh, quite bizarre cases but um I, I would thoroughly recommend you read any kinky friedman you can get your hands on they're fucking brilliant br brilliant books wow that sounds right up my alley yeah no, no. put it on your christmas list mate it's a it's i think a, i will yeah now i've got a song that i also um that floated my boat which um 
and I think this does go well with um, surfing. And it's some, it's a song that I, I think I heard in my youth, but um, it really pumps uh, and it's very Aussie. And I'll play a little, a little bit of it. Here we go. How's that for a bit of uh, <clears throat> a bit of pumping pumping tunes from the chisel? So good, yeah. What's that song? Um, it's called Merry Go Round, um, and uh, I I think that it, I've always thought that good songs have some sort of urgency to them. You know, there's a there's a whole list of songs oh, that have. Yeah. Uh, and that song's real got a got a bit of urgency. And that that video, which is quite quite interesting, it's called COVID with a K. And it's it it it's um, publicised as uh, this is how every man surfers. Um, no, how, how do common folk fare at that left in WA? And that left being, I guess, it's uh, the left that everyone knows in WA that just barrels and barrels and barrels. Um, yep. But the funny thing is that the waves are absolutely perfect and huge and, you know, as death-defying yeah. as that, that wave always is. And they, these people are not common folk as far as I'm concerned because they're, they're packing 10-foot tubes and getting absolutely slotted. And uh, the, most of the common, the common surf folk that I hang around with wouldn't be, wouldn't be doing that. But, um, but yeah, it's, a good, <clears throat> it's, it's always good to hear a bit of chisel. And uh, I think that it, it, that particular song goes goes well with um, just draining draining uh, Indian Ocean left. I yeah, I I think you're right. Um, I think you even talked about maybe doing a whole WA special. Um, well, yeah, I mean, would, well, I well. It would be interesting to to do future to do uh, regions where you've got good surf, good surfers and good music. And, you know, WA has pumped out some very interesting uh, musicians. And of course, <laughs> some, some of the best surfers uh, Australia's ever, mm. ever produced. And obviously some of the best spots in, in the wide, whole wide world. So um, nice uh, wine and, and beer as well. And absolutely. Yeah. And uh, men in gray suits. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um yeah. so that, yeah. that's, been, that's been floating floating the old boat that's for sure nice um i i, yeah, I, I sorry oh, can I, well, I i got a message oh sorry you want to no, no go for it go for it um yeah i i i posted a um oh, just a quick thing it was a, it was a new uh, release from a band called the bats from um new zealand mm-hmm. and uh uh, from the Flying Nun label, which uh, gotta love Flying Nun. Yeah, it's um, it's one of the best. Anyway, I got I actually got a message. I it was I think it was sitting there for a while. I actually didn't notice it. Um, from Shotgun Willie, uh, a loyal uh, listener. He's actually uh, a friend, uh, good friend of um, Licky Short actually too. Wow. And um, anyway, he sent me a message and he said, check out these two bands. Shockwaves, oh no, sorry, smoke screens, 
and Flower Truck. Um, so I've been listening to them today, and yeah, yeah, cool, pretty cool. Um, I think here's, both, uh, uh, here's Shotgun. Thanks, Shotgun, Shotgun Willie. Nice. I've actually got like um, yeah, because Luke had a, you know, back in the day when you used to get, I don't know if you, if I think you did a CD for me once, like a DVD full of MP3 uh, yeah. files, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I got my hands on this DVD that actually Shotgun Willie made for Luke Short, and um, it was you know like thousands of songs, you know, and I chucked it on my computer, and every now and then you know, I, a, a song would come up that I, you know, I didn't know where it came from, and, and nine times out of ten, it would be an amazing song, and and nine times out of ten it was from um, Shotgun Willie, um, so he's got exceptional music taste, so. So when Shotgun Willie tells you to listen to a song, you you just do it. Just do what you're told. <laughs> what you're told. Well, um, uh, on a on another uh, float your boat um, note, float your boat note. Um, I I think I sent you this, but the um, there's a site. I guess it's an American site called Pitchfork, which is a um, music uh, review. Oh yeah, yeah. Site. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've obviously been around forever. But they put out their 50 best best albums of the year, um, and oh, I'm uh, I'm I'm determined to try and listen to you know a good selection of those uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, some of them I'll some of them I'll uh, I'll avoid, uh, but yeah, there's there's a heap of heap of good interesting stuff here, um, and some some interesting names. Did you say the 50, Did you say the 50 best albums? Of just this year or, or ever? This year, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. Some good band names. Porridge Radio. Um, sounds pretty good. Uh, there's a new Fleet Foxes album, which is supposed to be amazing, which I, I do love a bit okay. of Fleet Foxes. Uh, our good friend um, Dan Bejar, Destroyer, that makes it in at number number 18. Uh, oh, wow. run, run the Jewels. Um, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a whole it's very eclectic mix as well, which is which is really cool. So um, nice. I'm going to endeavour to uh, bring Bob Dylan comes in at number six. His um his new album's supposed to be absolute absolutely gold. If you like a bit of Dylan, Perfume Genius. Have you heard of Perfume Genius? I have, but yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, don't know too much about him. So uh, yeah, and uh, their number one is uh, Fiona Apple. Fetch the oh. Bob. Fetch the bolt cutters, so um, which is Those a great, great name for album, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, yeah, because I've um, I haven't listened to it yet. I've downloaded. I've got to drive to work tomorrow, so that's on my on my uh, ready to listen to um, file. And this is uh, opaque melodies uh, number seventeen from the from uh, the Bonza Radio, um, the uh, ever. Um, Creative and ever um, innovative Bonza team. Um, Praise to them on every level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And this is their basically. uh, So I think it's now. I've always get the 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 um the Campbell brothers and their son. Is it Jacob Campbell, the son? I think it's him doing the doing the radio. But this he's he's got his uh, list of his best uh, from twenty twenty. for the, the, this episode, that opaque melodies number seventeen, uh, and he's got um, destroyer, which is pretty cool. 
He's got um, Fiona Apple, as you said. Um, so it looks like some interesting, interesting. Has he got? Has he got Waxahatchee? Oh. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds, sounds pretty cool. Um, These aren't all from this year, I don't think. I think they're okay. just his kind of, you know, sort of, you know, what, what he likes um, from this year. But, um, yeah, because he's got like, you know, a few oldies there, but all look really cool. So check it out if you haven't, uh, listeners. I well, no and, and, and again, you can't, can't say enough about the, um, the, their, their radio channel it's uh it's epic mm. oh yeah um oh i forgot to mention speaking of bonzes like i mentioned you know clintonius maximus winning the the local board riders in the senior men's division yes well so he's got to go up to opens which is great so i don't have to surf against him next year um but he did it all on a bonzer I hate Lewis Bonza, which is nuts. Um, is that with fixed, like, is that with fixed trailer, uh, fixed Bonza fins, the side ones, or is it? Are they? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. It, it, oh, yeah. To be honest, I, I know it's a Bonza, but uh, yeah, that, that's about all I could tell you. And and uh, you know, I think that's just yeah, it's just mind blowing how well he surfs on this board. Um, so the uh, who won the opens then? Can't remember. I think it might have been Letty Letty Mordison. Okay. okay. Um, he's, yeah, he's on a bit of a tear at the moment. He's ripping. Yeah. Um, the, the the problem is for the uh, aspiring um, surf pro. Uh, it seems that the whole concept of professional surfing has just died in the ass. Um, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Well, it's, yeah, what it's, a year uh, to... you can imagine that all of these people who kind of were imagining the uh, getting onto the uh, the gravy train of uh, professional serfdom and jetting around the world and doing all that kind of stuff it's uh the reality is uh, a very a very changed one right definitely definitely um mm. so yeah. um i as we are going freestyle today i thought i just had a bit of a bit of a, a mind uh, eruption the other day and uh thought i'd just write down a whole lot of different things to, that we could possibly talk about um Let's do it okay so i'm gonna start with the big one why do surfing and music go so well together oh my god I, um obviously you've thought about this a bit because you wrote the question oh <laughs> uh, you you, uh, but, you you give me far too much yeah. credit. well how's this for a thing that i just thought of which i mean it's probably obvious but surfing is the only well one of the few places now that you can't listen to music yeah when well, you're doing it so you go out surfing um and so you are kind of free of of um everything you know all the your devices and um and, but you can't listen to music while you surf which is probably a good thing um but you do we have talked about this before you do have the music in your head right that's right that's right, um, for sure. So, 
I think the, the thing why it goes so well together is because it's, I mean, I think it's a, I kind of don't like when people compare surfing to dancing. It's a bit kind of, I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're dissing, you're dissing Pesman and his, his uh, dance <laughs> soliloquy. I can never diss Pesman. He's just, he's um, royalty. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I suppose it is kind of dancing when, especially when you put it to music. Um, yeah, okay. It's dancing. It's dancing. Okay. Random side question. Uh, are you a talker in the surf? Oh, to other people? Yeah. Um, it depends. I'm. You, you were sitting at a. You were sitting at a fairly uh, a, a spot today where people are generally, literally sitting side by side. So, um, were yeah. You, were you conversing or were they? Yeah, you kind of have to. to keep it keep it in in your in your in your own zone. You definitely have. I think you have to because you're you're literally the takeoff spot's about as big as a, you know, a, I don't know, a double bed, <laughs> yeah. something like that. Uh, so it's kind of awkward if you don't speak because you're just sitting right next to someone. You know, kind of bumping. You know, occasionally you have to do that thing where you you stick your hand out and and kind of push their board away. You know. Well, it's funny. It's it, courtesy. It is funny that spot because you can, there are times where you can, in the space of about 10 seconds, you can bump rails with someone and then have your fin scrape on the bottom of the, of the reef. And it's all, as it sucks down. Yeah. It's all, yeah. It's all happening at the same time. Right. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is too, that you, you can kind of chat and there's a few guys out there I get on with and, and you sort of start chatting, but you do kind of have to concentrate too. And, and it, cause it comes, the waves come kind of a bit quick sometimes and, Sometimes you get a bit lost in conversation and just have you missed the wave. So, um, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a chatter, but then sometimes I'm happy just sitting out and being quite zoning in, out. in a different minor. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, um, it, but it's funny though, because I mean, how about you? Are you a chatter? Well, yeah, on the whole, not really. I mean, I, I like a bit of banter in the car park before or after, you know, um, and obviously it's nice to, you know, I've, I've kind of moved into a new area in the last few years. So I'm currently uh, building up my uh, credibility at the, at one local spot, um, which, you know, it, it, as you know, it takes, it takes time. Um, mm -hmm. uh, a couple of the other spots I've kind of, my, my face has been around for a while. So that's, it's, it's, a, uh, and some of the other spots are particularly the, the more, the most famous spot. Um, where the, the where the the cones are super, um, uh, there's so much kind of moving of of people. It it's it doesn't, you know. There are locals, of course, but there's lots of blow-ins as well. So you can you kind of you kind of uh, can keep a low low profile. But at that particular spot, because as as you know, there's a fucking ridiculous amount of current when it's when it's got any sort of size. If you start talking to someone, you literally <laughs> will find yourself way, way off the off the zone very, very quickly. So, talking can be fraught in that in that uh, in that particular. You're right. Yeah, you can't. Um, I imagine yeah, there's a, there's a few places like that. I think with a sweep like the, the super bank or the place like that where you you just can't stop for a second. Um, otherwise, you just drift away. So, not easy to have a chat. Um, it's like but, a uh, like a like a a John Coltrane uh, song, you know, just can't let your foot off the gas. It's just got to keep going for 29 minutes and 15 seconds. No, no time to take a breath. 
Okay, how as, as you as you hang get, on, hang on. Sorry, sorry. You, I think you you didn't answer your own question. Why do music <laughs> and surfing go so well together? Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. I think that surfing and music go so well together for people who like surfing and music. Um, you know, I, I, although I find it astonishing to believe, I do know people, some very good friends, who really music doesn't really pay play that much of a mm. part in their existence. And I, I, although I find that completely um, baffling, um, it's true. You know, uh, I won't name names, but um, you know, most people know who they are and have have made that decision for whatever reason. Uh, I mean, I've always loved music, and I've pretty much always love surfing. So for me, those two things go together. And I mean, also when you, when you live in a, in a place like I do, where you always have to drive to the surf, um, you're always listening to music kind of on yeah. the way there, on the yeah. way back, you know, so that kind of gets you in the, in the zone. And I've always been, you know, I've always been a bit of a tragic as we've talked about for things like surf vids and stuff. And for whatever reason, um, it was deemed, uh, I guess, post post kind of uh, uh, endless summer that um, music and surfing did go well together. You know, your, your morning of the earths and and whatnot. Um, and sure. from there on in, it's uh, there's been a, a kind of classic symbiosis of the of the two entities. So, and I guess mm. also there's there is often the uh, surf music crossover. Right? There's plenty of plenty of musician musicians who surf and surfers who play music or, or, or whatever. So, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I do agree with Pesman on, on the dance. The dance is, uh, you know, it is a dance. I don't actually, I think, you know, again, we've kind of alluded to this. I reckon the, 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 uh, one of the main reasons my surfing has, um, it has reached a certain limit uh, is because when I am on a wave, I don't, take I, don't, I, don't the, I don't have the ability to think of anything. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe there are people, yeah. maybe Mason Ho has a whole symphony in his head every time he's on a, on a mm. wave, you know, I, I don't know. That, that doesn't, yeah. doesn't work for me. That's for sure. He's like one of those one man bands just walking down, you know, with symbols <laughs> between his knees and he's doing everything. He um, is. He is. But I, I think, yeah, I think for me, oh, I, I just thought, I did think about this um, when you posed that question, why do surfing and music go well together? I don't, I'm not sure about why they go well together, together as such, but I think they're both, for me at least, they're, they're life affirming. Yeah. You know, when you, when you hear something magical, you, you, it just makes you think, wow, life is, life is worth living, like, this is what we're here for to, to get these um, sublime moments. And so music does that on a, on a, on a level, on a, on a sound level. And then the surfing does it on a, so many other levels, like a physical level, just, just a fitness, a pure fitness thing, a pure, just the, the sensation of being in the water um, release the camaraderie and a challenge and, and the occasional vision which you know might be rare for us mere mortals, but occasionally we get it. Well, I've got, I've got, um, I've got something. Yeah, sorry, keep going. But something to add about the the vision part because. No, nah, that that was it really. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the the um, 
it's funny because you know you talked about the the two songs that were Towns Van Zandt and the other guy was it Guy Guy Clark Guy Clark Guy Clark okay that that um make you weepy um mm-hmm. one thing about music obviously and particularly the fact that music is harnessed uh, we have it at our disposal um I do find that I I get more emotional that out of more emotional from music than surfing because surfing is in, in many ways surfing is like just the ultimate act of gluttony because you know the other day in our in our epic run of surf I had <clears throat> I don't know if I told you but I had a session to myself pretty pretty much like two hours and it was you know it was just perfect surf and I must have got I don't know uh, ten tubes right but but what I found was you get a tube and then you come out and of course that instant is just fucking mind blowing and beautiful and whatever else, but you just want another one straight away. You just instantly want to get another one and want another one yep. to better. And it's like, ah, it's such a gluttonous act where music I don't, I find is a little bit less, it's a bit more satisfying. Maybe that's because you have it on tap. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you can control it a bit better. <laughs> you can control the experience. I mean, imagine if music was like waves where you had to compete for it. Or no, imagine imagine if music was like waves where uh, we had six weeks of every the best the best songs and albums you've ever heard in your life, and then you had to endure a month of fucking uh, you know. Kenny G. FM FM crap uh radio. Yeah, that yeah. Oh. That's <laughs> thank God it's not. <laughs> uh but I did I did think uh, how I said, you know, surfing's the one place where you can't listen to music, which is weird because you know, we're exploring the connection between the two. Um perhaps with the wave pool, I mean, what would you have playing if you could have a live band at, at Kelly's wave pool, for example, <laughs> blaring out music while you surfed, what, who would you choose? I think it would have um, to be, it's like when I've, whenever I've done uh, any studying and um, uh, as you know, I've done a fair wow. bit. Um, I, I always study to music, right. Um, and, but it can't be music. Yeah. With, it can't be music with lyrics. <laughs> Or if it is, oh, that, yeah, because it's too distracting. Exactly. Yeah. So, I would say that if it were, if if it if I were to surf, um, you know, Kelly's pool or any pool and have it kind of to myself or with 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 a bunch of mates or whatever, it would have to be something that is uh, inconspicuous enough that you don't get distracted. Because I mean, as 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 I've said multiple times. I find it easy enough to get distracted at the, uh, at the most um, focused of times. So um, yeah, it would, it would, I don't know, maybe some sort of electronic stuff, maybe a DJ, maybe just someone spinning some happy house tunes or, or something like that. I'm not sure. What about you? Yeah. I, I haven't really thought about it enough. Um, it, wouldn't, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be Pennywise or Offspring. That's for sure. Uh, but it reminds, it reminds me actually, um, my eldest uh, son, um, the oldest bodger son, he uh, he was saying that um, he reckoned the song Heaven by the um, 
Talking Heads would yep. be a, would a, was a great song about wave pools because it's all about how basically you, you get what you ask for, which is, you know, perfection, but it, it's pretty much the same every time and you probably get bored of that. Yeah, well, that's um, an inspired, uh, that's a very insightful thing. I thought you were about yeah. to say heaven by the Eurogliders for a second there. Wow, that, that's just a... <laughs> That's really, that's really, uh, that's really aging me. Putting putting me on a uh, in, into a a definite um, category right there. Um, yeah, that's cool. I like that. I, I really um, yeah, a place where nothing ever happens. You know, heaven. Um, why don't you hit me with another one of your uh, questions? Yeah, I will do. Okay, so <clears throat> all right, so all right. Well, this is linked actually, and we've talked a little bit about it. So, what is is there a difference between surf stoke and music stoke? Oh, um, so I mean, if, what, what you, you get yeah, you, well, I don't know, you know, I find one of the most pleasurable things in life is to hear a song that you love so much that you just, I'm, 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 I'm still guilty of this. I just flog it to death until I can't oh. hear it anymore. And I just, yeah. I love doing that. I just, I, I just, I still love it. I loved it when I was a kid and I still love doing that. Um, and maybe that's, there is a parallel with surf because, you know, if the surf's pumping, we're going to try and surf as much as we possibly can. Right. And until we can't, yep. until we can't surf no more. Well, ideally, I mean, obviously life, uh, life has a way of um, interfering with, with, with uh, the best life laid plans. But, um, yeah, but that just that whole thing of when you hear a song for the first time that you just go, whoa, whether that's a new yeah. song or whether it's, you know, uh, a, a song like um, uh, Johnny Shotgun. Johnny? No, Jimmy? Freddie? Um, Shotgun Willie. Shotgun, Shotgun Willie, Willie. you onto, onto something, you know. Uh, I reckon that whole... Uh, that whole euphoria of of a of an amazing new song is just an epic stoke hmm yeah for sure and and it's that thing i i do the same where i just i'll find a song by a band and i'll like that song so much that i don't listen to any other song by that band because i think well this is i'm just going to play this one to death yeah um, and i might move on to that one I think I, I sent you that song, The Past is a Grotesque Animal by yeah. of Montreal. That's I've I've that, literally not listened to any other song by that band. <laughs> uh, I think that is such a good song. What, how could they ever do a better song than that? And I don't need another one. That's it. I've just and I love it. It's like it's just well, it's, it, it, it's funny because um, we uh had a few glasses of wine on saturday and uh we've been imprisoned by this rain and COVID and every oh God. Every, every other yeah. thing but it was it was a very it was very nice to listen to that of montreal song because it's it's kind of a it's a 10 minute hit of indie joy mm. really isn't it it's crazy yeah i mean it's just got some great lines in it like some pretty funny lines but some pretty there's a great line where he says, I find myself searching for old selves while beeping forward through the plate glass of maturing selves, which is pretty crazy. I don't know what it means, but it's, it's 
Um, but yeah, I... Are they of Montreal? I hope so. <laughs> I, I saw a, a YouTube clip of, of Montreal releasing this one from like it's white, sort of very female, feminine looking rig. Um, but to get back to the surf stoke and the music stoke, I don't, I don't even know how to answer that question. Because I think the surf stoke is a funny one where, to be honest, surfing is so such a, a elusive um, high that the, the good wave or the big barrel or whatever that really high point where's that that's actually doesn't happen a lot if you're an average surfer like like myself I suppose but there's all the other things that come with surfing that is just so good it's like that feeling you get after a big sorry <coughs> You know that exhausted feeling after a surf, that kind of surfed out feeling? Yeah. There's there's kind of nothing like it. There's those kind of side, um, oh, what do you call them? Just side effects of surfing. No, exactly, the, exactly. You know. no, right. and, and I mean, even, the, even down to the little intricacies of uh, uh, waxing up your board and making mm, the little rituals. Sure you, making sure your wetsuit's nice and dry for the surf that's coming. You know, there's going to be waves the next day or whatever. And you, yeah. you know, um, uh, the whole kind of checking, incessantly checking the forecasts and looking yeah. outside, looking at the wind. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's quite interesting because I live in a village full of farmers and, um, as, uh, and they obviously are very tuned into the, uh, to the elements and it's funny because we we mm. they know well they know that because i'm a surfer they know that i am as well so they often we we are often uh conversing in our different kind of uh dialects about uh, about the weather and uh you know they mm. they they obviously look they have their own sites that they look at and they have their own uh kind of uh, age-old uh, age-old techniques and we as surfers do the same and it's why I've always felt they have like, sorry. Do they have like, do they have like a cycle, like turnip guru or something like that? Or, <laughs> yeah, well, actually around, around here, it would be uh, either potato guru or cabbage guru, but yeah, absolutely. I reckon, you know, that it's kind of disparaging to say, I oh, talk about the weather, but as uh, I just, uh, you never get bored of talking about the weather. I reckon. I'm obsessed. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm totally, yeah totally obsessed and you know they have um just like we have our wind gurus or boy weathers or surf lines or whatever mm -hmm. they have um apps that uh, do the same thing and you know they're, they're probably more interested in in how much rainfall is, there's going to be or the, the the temperatures or or you know that kind of stuff um but they're uh, you know nonetheless they are Lost. sorry like frost in the winter and those things exactly and, yeah, yeah exactly exactly um and you know longer term stuff you know what is it going to be a is it going to be a stinking hot summer is is the winter um like this one the winters so far is super mild and very wet so that that influences things and um yeah, yeah I wonder if they get I wonder if the farmers get farmer stoke I guess they do when it's <laughs> when, the, when the conditions all come together Oh, for sure. <laughs> Stoke, that's so good. Well, they're pretty good at pretty good at what they do. I must say, you know, we're we're surrounded by very uh, 
productive fields. It's um, it's it's pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah, that's great. But, um, but, but I think the surf stoke perhaps uh, there are parallels. I mean, one thing that that surf stoke has managed to maintain that music stoke hasn't is that the advent of your streaming services. Um, yeah, tech, yeah, and, and, right. and mp3s and stuff they took away the stoke of having a an album or a cd or a tape or whatever in your hands you know you don't that mm, the, the, that, the physical yes well just yeah, the that's interesting remember just the just the anticipation of knowing that you're going to go and buy an album and um oh, and and then the same thing you know dreaming about it going and getting it purchasing it and then unwrapping it listening to it um that's kind of disappeared which is a bit sad i think well yeah but and it's interesting you say that like surfing hasn't like apart from the peripheral stuff like surf forecasting perhaps and maybe board design a little bit but yeah like once you're out in the surf as i said before you can't listen to music you can't technology doesn't come into play at all you no. you it's you in the ocean. So I think that's probably a huge part of why it's got that um, appeal. But just on, on a random note, did you see that picture of Rabbit and his hot stuff single fin? Yeah, that was nuts. How, I mean, that board, if you had that right now, you would fucking ride that thing to death, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, how... Oh, it's just, but it doesn't look that different to the single fin that, uh, that I ride regularly that Hayden, uh, Lewis, our, one of our, one of our two sponsors, go Hayes. Um, obviously mine doesn't have the channels, but, uh, it's got that kind of same volume up the nose. It's, um, I mean, that's a pretty mean fin that Robert, uh, rabbits, uh, rocking on that. But yeah, I mean that, I will put that on uh, on the Instagram, but that is one sexy. Well, I mean, rabbits a sexy beast as well. Um, so you've got it's just double. Uh, yeah. And and it, it's interesting what the what the little uh, blurb says. Rabbit Bartholomew is one of those reigning pros whose whose board possesses whose board possesses tried and true design principles, a loose and free outline anchored solidly by a large, deeply raked single fin. Mm. <laughs> <Wow>. That's pretty <laughs> good. <clears throat> wow. Mm. Um, there you go. Well, um, all right. Yeah, That's why we're still on that. The, the, you, you mentioned the anticipation of buying a record and, and that thing that, that is a bit lost in the digital age. Well, I know what you're saying, but I actually, I actually hated going into record stores <laughs> because I knew I had, you know, I, I mean, I might be at the most, I'd say have say 50 bucks. I don't know. And you say, okay, well, that's going to buy me two albums back then, maybe three, if I'm lucky. They were fucking expensive. And so, yeah. And it's like, well, okay, well, what am I going to buy? Like, so I've got, there's a thousand, there's thousands of records. So I'm going to, I got three. It's like, like that. I, I just got, I had to, I had, to, I had this like anxiety, attack, not attacks, but just like, you know, I'm, I'm going to fuck it up no matter what. <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> whereas it's now, you know, whereas now I can, I, you know, the, the choice is unlimited. It's probably too much in that you get this kind of 
you know, um, paralyzed by choice kind of thing. But at least now you can just listen to something and, and it's, it's kind of no jeopardy in a way. Whereas you spend a lot of money on a record and you take it home and get excited and it's shit. It's like, oh, great. I think, oh, well. I mean, I, I do agree with you up to a point. I, I used to be quite strategic in my uh, purchasing. I would, you know, read about, I would hear albums or hear songs and read about them. And then I'd often order, mm. pre-order albums. research, wow. Yeah. So, um, but having said that, I mean, there was a, there was a period in the nineties when we were living in a, in a big European city and uh, we'd get paid um, kind of, you know, cash, cash money in the, every, every uh, month or whatever, and um, go down to a record shop and just kind of buy, I don't know, half a dozen, a dozen uh, nice. CDs. And um, that was, that was a good time, you know. Just go, yeah, just wow. going in and getting something that you think might be good, and uh, you know, most of the time, you know, there are a few, there are a few albums that I've got that I have barely listened to, but most of them I've flogged to death, which I think is is pretty good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I think you probably have better. Uh, yeah, you seemed a bit more strategic than I was. I mean, I famously bought the Sweet and Sour soundtrack um, from John Stone record in uh, Avalon and walked out to be roundly mocked by or soundly mocked by cookie um my nemesis and what the fuck you buy that for um it's so embarrassing i must say that um we had a copy of that album in the house but i i am uh, i can safely say that it was my uh eight-year-old sister who bought it <laughs> <laughs> well there you go i have an eight-year-old girl's taste in music one day the wind blows hot and cold life can be sweet and sour but um i am on your side I, yeah. yeah anyway I, I can i can i remember the song i remember the series Very funny. i secretly know all the words to that song <laughs> no, I won't say. um yeah. um yeah i'll hit you with that hit you with another question um how do you like your artists to be? Oh, wow. And I, okay, I'll extend that to how do you like your artists and surfers to be? Does it matter to you as that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think, I mean, you, cause you mentioned that before, how you, you said you love Pablo Picasso, but he was famously not a, a the nicest of people. Well, I, I listened to that. Standing. I listened to that song again the other day. Um, fuck, it's a good song. <laughs> Richard. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I think with music and and probably with surfing too. I I think I do think I like to like the person do you know either doing the surfing or do, doing the music. I'd like to think I'd like them if you know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. that comes down a lot, especially with music. I think there needs to be some sort of sense of humor and kind of human humanness to it to yeah, them yeah, yeah. i suppose if you know what i mean where i don't know like where and and if it becomes too kind of preachy or or whatever um they lose me but if yeah the sense of humor definitely is is a big one okay i've i've, I've just had a thought i'm going to give us both homework for next uh next episode Ooh. Um, we have to choose five 
musicians and five surfers that we would invite to dinner. So good. Ah, awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm typing it. As, yeah. That's, that's our homework for the next episode. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I, I agree. I agree to a point. Um, no, I definitely agree. I, I, I think that you can tell it, it, well, you, you can, you can think you can tell that people are decent or not. Right. I mean, um, yeah. and you, you would hope uh, that all kind of, uh, all, all things aside, um, you could sit down with some of your favorite artists or favorite surfers and just kind of shoot the shit. Uh, and they, they would be, they would be entertaining and they would be, they would be interested and interesting and wouldn't be too aloof or, or whatever else, but you know, who the fuck knows? Um, yeah. it's funny. You, yeah. should, you, talk, you talk about David, uh, talked about, uh, heaven by talking heads. I've always thought that just sitting down with David Byrne for a few hours must, must be a, a trip in itself you know he, he strikes me as being just a uh, a very interesting and uh articulate person who's yeah. obviously had his own had his own uh issues but um uh, yeah is a is just an absolute savant of uh, of all sorts of things mm. have you um have you seen any of the ads for this spike lee film of his um no i i've read about it and my um the eldest bodger again um he just he's just seen it and he he said it was pretty pretty cool yeah mm. um is it on netflix actually i'm not sure yeah i think it's on the movies here at the moment so you american utopia is that that's um, it exactly yeah yeah that <laughs> yeah um yeah it looks really interesting um well yeah, um, um, spike, my, yeah, um obviously spike Lee and, uh, my my good my good yeah uh, invite him to dinner. My good <laughs> well my good surfing buddy uh, Devo um, uh, musical musical name uh, and uh, history with it. Um, he yeah. he and his lovely wife went and saw David Byrne. Well, it wasn't this year obviously because of the fucking COVID. Uh, last year I think um, here in Iberia and uh, it was an outdoor. Wow outdoor concert they have a, like a they call it cool jazz but it's not only jazz people and um he said it was just absolutely mind-blowing because you know what awesome. i like about david Byrne is he doesn't you know some people will go oh I'm a, now i'm a solo artist i'm only going to do my solo stuff but no apparently he did a heap of talking head stuff he did a heap of solo stuff he did you know all sorts of right and he had you know obviously you'd expect a guy like him to have a, a, a tight unit behind him. And uh, yeah, mm. it, it seemed like a, a damn good experience. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, no, definitely. Uh, that's on the to do or the to do list is to see that movie. Yeah. It looks, looks really good. Okay. So um, a, a, a linked question then why, if, if we like our, um, if we like our surfers and artists to be, the way uh, we like them. Why is bland? Why does bland seem to be the order of the day? <laughs> I mean, that's can a you, good question. Uh, what um, in in surfing and music? You reckon, like, um, yeah. I, mean, well, I think I think definitely in surfing. Um, you know, music. I think there is still lots of obviously there's lots of bland, but I think 
there it seems to me that um, there's lots of more scope for people being less conservative but definitely in surfing it just you know that's why someone like mason ho is is so entertaining mm -hmm. because he's got no filter whereas so many surfers that you see and hear are really just fucking i don't know dull maybe that's because they're such good surfers maybe that's yeah well i i yeah i think i might have mentioned this before but i think there a couple of things with surfing is one i think coaching well this is at least in a sort of professional level and you know the good surfing level is that coaching and technique has become so well understood and refined and it's become a teachable thing like this is how you can do a really good cutback for example this is how you can do a good whatever and so and it works and so everyone teaches it and and so everyone ends up surfing the same so i think there's that um there's obviously the surfboards are once you get to a certain level most people are riding the same type boards because they're probably scared to look different because you know you're going to get your if a board looks different even just a weird nose or whatever, you, you kind of don't get the same score for the same maneuver. Yeah, that's interesting. So that kind of drives that similar feeling. Even even I suppose that if you walk down the beach with a say a single fin, the, the judges are probably going to start raising their eyebrows before they even start scoring. You know what I mean? Isn't so it funny that, that isn't um, it funny that the so, you know what the outside world might perceive as surfing being a radical kind of counterculture sport in many regards is ultra yeah, yeah. Right? well that's interesting yeah yeah um because i suppose there's also the brand and the the kind of advertising that goes with it that they want that kind of almost an athletic you know style of of um of marketing whereas it's, it's there's not that rebel style of marketing that oh, well, i mean the, the 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 very fact that these fucking muppets on the wsl the wazzle call people call the surfers athletes oh, athletes yeah it's yeah. like for me an athlete is doing a fucking decathlon or a javelin throw or a fucking 400 meter sprint not how on earth can you call a surfer an athlete it's it's bizarre yeah, yeah. i think it's um, that kind of it's that yearning for some sort of uh, uh equivalence of uh, bringing surfing mm. to 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 the mainstream that they they so desire which they so, seem to be so far away from thank god um uh, that you know using the the same kind of nomenclature of of uh of other sports yeah. doesn't really work does it doesn't work well, do you think they're trying to get a wider audience you know so so a legitimacy in a in an audience that are used to watching you know footballers or whatever so no, i think they I, mean, I think it's, it's a, i think it's a pointless exercise but it's just money yeah and that's the beauty uh, i guess that's the beauty of music where you maybe musicians on the whole just the personalities uh, tend to be a little bit more um out there a little bit less uh they give a, a, a few less fucks about um what the rest of the world thinks and maybe that's the the beauty of it you know and the bland ones uh do it because it's contrived and okay they'll they'll always be that kind of pop out 
thing, just like there are pop out surfboards, but um, generally, you know, the, 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 the expanse of, of music perhaps is, uh, is wider, but I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm uh, putting my eggs too much in the, in the professional surfing basket. And maybe there are, there are so many other people uh, living a, a surfing existence that is, um, that is true. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, but interestingly with, with music uh, in Australia, at least I think Triple J has been uh, a terrible influence on music in Australia, a creative kind of, um, I don't know how you, basically there's a sound that they like the Triple J sound. And, they, and so they have the, the, you know, what they call the un, is it unearthed? Unearth, where they, they discover, unearthed. they yeah. discover these acts and, and so they become the arbiter of what is a good sound. And that should not be the, the job of a, of a radio station. They should be just, you know, playing everything that comes out and, and kind of just, well, not everything, but like just putting stuff out. It doesn't even have to be good. You know, play some shit music every now and then. Don't try and make it sound good every time because what, what they've done is they've created this sound, the Triple J sound that every band aspires to, every band wants airplay or if they want to be successful. So they, they tweak their sound to fit that Triple J mold. And, oh my God, I'd rather listen to, you know, commercial radio than Triple J because at least commercial radio is, has, you know, they're upfront with what they're doing. They're, they're trying to sell you shit on their ads and then they play yeah. popular music but triple j thinks they're this kind of oh i don't know cool hip young kind of crowd but they just play shit kind of well it's um, it's like a, a pr- i don't know it's like a meat packing factory isn't it for, mm, yeah but it's interesting, the, the up it's funny because i'm i was just thinking one band with lyrics that i would like at Slater's wave pool is tame Impala. Um, ah. and then going, linking that to what you've just talked about <clears throat> the, the beauty of, and I guess this is the same with the Mason Ho example, the beauty of, uh, really good music is that even your, even your fascists at triple J can't argue with tame Impala because tame Impala is so amazingly mm. good. That they have oh, to, yeah. they have to fawn. They, they, they have to, you know. Yeah, yeah there's, well, that's right. Yeah. There's no choice that because it's that fucking mind blowing. They'd just be conspicuous by not playing them, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the problem too. Like they're, they're not DJs anymore on 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 stations like Triple J. They there's a there's a playlist that they follow. So you know, there's nothing better than hearing someone who's passionate about music playing what they want to play, like something like opaque melodies, you know, where you can tell that those guys are, are passionate about their music. Um, okay. So, so link to that then, um, how do you feel about algorithms? I, yeah, well, they can sometimes be, this is music more, yeah, music, I suppose. Music, yeah, music. Yeah, they, they, I think they can serve their purpose. I think you've got to be careful though, because they're a, a self-fulfilling loop because, yeah. you know, the more you listen to a song, it becomes 
tweaked in the algorithm and they'll, the algorithm will throw up more songs like that. So yeah, I reckon a classic example is the, the far, the um, Amalia Rodriguez. How do you pronounce her name? Yeah, exactly, mate. Um, very, very good. Rodriguez. Um, Spotify would never have played that to me. What, what, you know, Portuguese Fado music doesn't really pop up on my uh, algorithm, but it should every now and then throw something just completely out of, out of the blue, you know, some, you should, I don't know, what, what, some Chilean rap music or something. No, completely. You know? What, I don't know, maybe, maybe the, uh, the boffins at Spotify will uh, prove me wrong, but what, what you should be able to do is to, you as the punter, um, particularly, I guess, if you've got a premium uh, subscription, should be able to tweak the algorithm to say, okay, I want one in every 10 songs to be completely out of left field, completely random, you know, from, from you know, uh, Gregorian chanting to Balkan uh, polka music or whatever. It, it's, <laughs> just give me the random yeah. stuff, you know. skip it um yep. but then don't uh don't then include include that in my next round of uh of fucking algorithm derived yep. stuff because you know what end what ends up happening then is you'll you'll only end up with balkan polka and gregorian <laughs> chanting and then it's like again it's it becomes the self-fulfilling prophecy again right it's hard to keep everyone happy, isn't it? It's like a, it's like a musical, um, it's like a musical uh, example of being stuck in the mud in the Somme, where you're just digging yourself deeper and deeper into the abyss. So good. Um, I got, I got a, a couple of a couple of uh, random questions, uh, and then I'm going to hit you. We're going to do a, a little uh, quick fire. Um, quick fire session. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, when lightning strikes twice, the funeral goes completely insane. Comment. <laughs> um, so that's pleasantly from, baffled. okay. Pleasantly baffled. That's, yeah. That, that's taken from destroyers. Um, recent, uh, song. What's the, uh, Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide, yeah, and the other one, uh, she says, "Get into the zone. The zone is brimstone and wire." Comment. Well, um, yeah, no comment. Okay. I, I think you need to. Comment. What do you, what do you no, think? I, I just love. I love the fact that there are still 
artists who are willing to um, have lyrics that on one level make all the sense in the world and on, on multiple other levels make zero sense at all. But, um, you know, Dan Bajar from uh, Destroyer is one of those guys who just uh, comes up with lyric after lyric of just uh, completely poetic nonsense. Right, isn't it? Yeah. Where's yeah. where where is he from? Uh, Vancouver, I believe. I think uh, okay. definitely definitely one of the many high achieving Canadians that seem to be prolific in the the music world. But you, you know, yeah. the amount of people yeah, that the amount, the amount of top notch talent that Canada seems to pump out year after year. Um, it's mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's maybe it's like England where it, the weather is just not conducive to much else than uh, uh, ice hockey and and uh, and music. music yeah yeah well you know i suppose melbourne's a bit similar hey um very true especially when that well it'd be interesting to see what what uh whether the uh melbourne winter with a full lockdown um produced as much yeah some epic epic tunes <laughs> oh I, I wanted to ask you a question i i, I mentioned uh uh the fardo music yeah now, um Tim Elliott, he's made a few comments on our, on well, my Instagram at least. Maybe he might have discovered yours, but he's um, semi-related to me. But he's um, he's a, a writer for the Sydney Morning Herald. He used to write for tracks actually, um, but he wrote this great book called Spain by the Horns, and he basically went to Spain to write about bullfighting and. And what he said about the Spanish people, I thought was really fascinating. He said, I wish I had the book and I could quote it, but he, he basically said, there are people without irony. He said he'd never seen, he never knew that, that it was possible to live without being ironic, like coolly ironic, which, um, you know, I think to be cool in, in, in a Western society, you kind of have that layer of irony where, where you're not totally committed to, to passion or, or you don't take yourself too seriously. Right? Yeah. I think the that kind of European sense of of passion or um, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean, and um, it's it's interesting because uh, you know, having spent lots of time living in Iberia, um, the it's kind of like a yin and yang thing here because, and I guess this is born out of centuries of of uh of rivalry and you know um splitting up the world and uh right. doing all sorts of all, all sorts of things wars whatnot but the um you know if, if you could choose two things that kind of uh are archetypal for um the portuguese and the spanish let's say from music if you just imagine flamenco for example right yes yeah so flamenco is the kind of archetypal Spanish music and fado is the arch archetypal Portuguese music and they both are perfect representations of, of the people because the Portuguese on the whole are a far more uh, reserved um, uh, um, bunch than, than the Spanish. The Spanish are all about being noisy, clapping, you know, vivacious, Whereas the Portuguese are much more, um, I guess, pensive, not brooding necessarily, but uh, 
you know, they've 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 all they've got this whole outlook of being on the which is true, the, the, the western fringe of the continent staring out to the endless ocean and that's kind of sculpted um, the way that they uh, see life, you know, because if you, if you think about Iberia as a landmass, fortunately for us surfers, the, uh, <coughs> the Portuguese coast cops a lot of surf, but it, yeah. also, it also cops a lot of nasty weather and shipwrecks and whatever else, whereas the Spanish coast is largely in the Mediterranean, which, um, you know, is a much more fitting place, a much warmer place. Um, And I think that that, the the two cultures have been sculpted by by that kind of uh, aspect as well. But you can, I think that the Portuguese for that reason have more irony than than the Spanish. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Fado is by its very nature, a, a, a very somber, um, music, very emotive uh, music, but yeah, very a very somber music for sure. Because it was it was uh, was created because the their um, sons and husbands went to sea and most likely never came back. Um, yeah, so, right. Wow. Whereas I think that you know I'm, I'm more of an expert on Portugal than Spain, but I I think that um, flamenco is much more of a kind of celebration of life and. Um, celebration of uh the moment and uh you know uh mm. that whole thing of tying in with you know if you go down to seville and 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 feel the feel the heat down there and the the yeah. you know, the mix of kind of bullfighting and flamenco and um being out in the street at two o'clock in the morning in hot weather and it's all it's all pretty uh pretty vibrant whereas um yeah yeah so interesting, interesting uh, mm. point though. All right, um, <clears throat> let's uh, let's go for a little quick fire, rapid fire session. What do you reckon? Go for it. All right. So let's do this. Okay, the early or the late? Oh, um, I'm more of yet. Why can't I just have a quick answer? Um, I'm more of a, like the mid, the, the mid morning. Yeah, you are. You're definitely the mid morning guy for sure. For sure. The, the second shifter, the second shift is the best. It, it, it's funny, um, you it's get... funny because it's so dependent on where you are. And, um, I know having, uh, having lived fairly recently in right near the, uh, the center of, uh, of, of that lovely city that, Often the early is far more crowded than the than the uh, the, the kind of nine thirty session, right? Yep. Mm. Yeah. Whereas here, um, oh, here for sure, here, it's it's a lot more intense. Yeah. Well, here it's the opposite. Here you can, if you if you, you know, with with a few exceptions, if if everyone knows it's going to be super duper pumping at, at, at the more known spots, it'll it'll get busy. But generally uh, around here. If you're in at the kind of crack, um, you can get an hour in before many people turn up, which is hilarious when you think about Australia. Uh, That's it's, amazing. Yeah. So I'm all about the early, although I'm I'm kind of um, we do have here on the west coast. Uh, you do get quite a lot of, particularly in the off seasons, in the in spring and autumn, you do get quite a lot of those golden afternoons. So yeah, late, right. Which which you don't oh, tend okay. to get in, in that many places, but you went for a late today though, didn't you? 
I went for a laid out the brief, and that was um, yeah. Actually, the the wind backed off. It wasn't glassy, but it was relatively clean for a you know an easterly wind swell kind of thing. So, but yeah, definitely yeah. You don't you don't get the you don't get those classic offshore evenings that you get on say the west coast of or California. I think gets them as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So you call yourself an early, an early person for sure. hundred percent, hundred percent. That's uh, yeah, that's, I, I mean, I just wake up early naturally and that, that's, that, that's what it's kind of, yeah, it's all, always been, always been the old, the old man's the same. He's been swimming in uh, in a rock pool um, for the last, how God knows how long, all my life pretty much and, and, and still yeah. does. And I, I believe your, your old man does, does a similar thing at a different beach, but um it's, it's, it's healthy it's a it's a good way to live right for sure for sure okay um next question uh albums or singles i'm a i'm a single person uh yeah i'm definitely a single person i have i've got the i don't know what it is i just I, and i suppose it's it's gotten even worse since um you can shuffle and move songs around and create your own playlist or whatever. Cause yeah, for me to listen to a whole album now, it's very rare. Um, and that's probably not a good thing. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not proud of it. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I think it's actually rare. I, I find to get a, a perfect, maybe I'm too picky, um, a perfect album. You know what I mean? Like where every song is a winner. Okay. Um, well, I've, I've got a, I've got one for you and I, I want to, I've got a question to add on to it. So the, the perfect yep. album I've got is dark side of the moon. Um, wow. and, uh, have you ever listened to dark side of the moon stoned? Uh, no, I haven't. Well, I, as, as, as your attorney, I very strongly advise you, uh, you do that because you'll, you'll, uh, that that was a just that's that's a great album to listen all the way through and particularly if you've uh, had some when i say stoned it could be you know whatever 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 floats your boat but um yeah. do yourself a favor and listen to it or listen to it while you're going to sleep with headphones perhaps yeah the only problem is that when you get to the halfway point um time kicks in and all the alarm clocks go off so you don't want to go to sleep before halfway Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Next one. The all day session. Oh, how long can you surf for? Mm. I'm not, I wish I could surf longer. I think I get, <clears throat> I get the worst thing is I, I kind of get um, the worst thing for me. Oh, if it's winter, I get cold. Yeah. At some point I'll get cold. Yeah. So I can't stay out forever. Like that's, but I think I'm getting a bit better with that. Um, but, and then I just get, I kind of get thirsty, I think is the worst thing. I get dehydrated. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> so you know, these guys who say I was eight, out there for eight hours or something like that. You get these guys yep. who say that. Like, I don't know how you do that without just having a drink of water. You know well, it's, I mean? it's the old uh, ancient mariner, isn't it? The water, water everywhere and not a drop. That's right. Yeah. Um, um, how about you? What's your what? So I don't know. I reckon. Well, no, I, I went. 
I surfed for like three hours the other day in one session and I came out and I could hardly walk. <laughs> and, um, uh, I mean, and, and actually, whenever I've gone on and like an Indo trip or, you know, yeah, Indo, Fiji, any of these kind of places, um, in a 10-week trip, I usually have to, there's one day where I can't surf because <laughs> I've surfed myself at, into, yeah, a, right. into a kind of stupor. And usually, fortunately, there's one day where the surf's not so good. So, um, but I've, you know, I remember being on Namotu and uh, the surf wasn't good and all the boys went off and climbed to the top of a mountain or whatever. And I just stayed in bed all day because I was just wrecked. Um, yeah. And it worked. Yeah, it worked because then we had like four more days of pumping surf so I could surf my... you recharge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I, I don't think I've got, you know, obviously as you get older, it's harder as well. But um like a three session day have you when was the last time you had a three session day yeah i don't know not, i think not too long ago i think well definitely this winter there's been some good good surf so i'm pretty sure i've had at least uh i've had a few big long sessions this winter but i to be honest i don't i never wear a watch so i don't really know how long i'm out for no that's, um, that's which is nice yeah um <laughs> all right so yeah what about um, the most barrels in a session? <laughs> was it at at a at a at a uh, an Indonesian reef break by any chance? Probably. I can't see. I don't know. I've never. I, I never got. You said you got ten the other day. I don't think I've ever cracked the ten on one session. You must, That's pretty. You must have. Yeah, Maybe, I, mean, uh, it was, it, I was literally the only one out, so it was um, it, it was pretty it was pretty dreamy, I must say. And I'm not I'm not bigging bigging up the the size or length of the barrels, but they were definitely definitely barrels. Um, I'm I'm sure I'm sure out being in, I've had ten barrels in a session. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe G Land, I, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, I, sure. I, I don't know. I've I haven't counted them, but yeah. And, and again, I think we've spoken about this before. I forget waves. I forget them really quickly, which yeah, is terrible. Straight after, <laughs> straight after you. Someone says, "What? How was that wave?" And I went, "Oh, yeah, it was good. I think." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Okay. Um, but, uh, worst concert you've ever been to? That's great. Um, worst concert. Um, I remember we went, we saw Nick Cave, who was great, but um, supporting was um, Cat Power. Um, I love Cat And who I love Cat Power too, but I think she was going through quite a bad, I think she was like going through an like substance abuse of some sort. And she kind of just sat at the piano, barely said a word and just kind of mumbled away through about five songs and then just walked off. It was... Um, yeah um yeah it was quite and i think then when i found out that she'd been going through you know all this kind of stuff um i kind of put two and two together and realized why but uh, um at the time it's not gee she's not as good as i thought she was. <laughs> it's disappointing um yeah yeah um but that that comes to mind i can't oh and oh yeah i remember i had this mate Tony back in the day and, and you know like a bit like Shotgun Willie Tony and his brother actually they 
they just knew a good band. You know, they just had the thermometer. They go, oh, let's go see these guys. They're, they're going to yeah. be good. Yeah. And every time we just see a band and be like, bang, they're amazing. And then but he, he, out of like, you know, countless gigs, it never missed, except for this one time he said, oh, there's this new band. I think they're going to be pretty good. They're called the Screaming Jets. No. <laughs> so we went to doubt and saw them, and like straight away, we're just like going, ah, like these guys are terrible. Like they're never going to go anywhere. And they're sure enough, they become this huge Aussie band. And oh my God. Oh, it's no, I mean, they're destined, destined to play halftime at grand finals for the rest of eternity, right? Yep, yep. We um, we we went to a uh, we how went about you? well we went to a festival a couple of years ago and uh, you know multiple stage place uh, event yep. and we went specifically to see the the um, wow. and yeah. uh, I mean you know one of my all time favourites as I mentioned uh, in a previous episode and uh, on this particular stage it was it was great because they had uh, the stage was way away from everything else and it it was kind of intimate the crowd wasn't that big um and we saw the the supported by Baxter Jury have you heard of Baxter Jury no so it's Ian Jury's son um oh, wow yeah and uh, do yourself a favor Baxter Jury he's, he's fucking awesome he's really really interesting uh, I'll yeah, put right. some stuff up on the uh, on the I'll put a song, splice a song into this as well. Anyway, so we, we, we saw Baxter Jury and the, the, and it was absolutely mind blowing. And then that stage finished and we, there was still uh, the main stage inside this kind of arena. And it, um, the, the headliner was a band called The Voids and that's uh, Julian Casablancas from um, The Strokes. Yeah, right. And we went in and it was literally like someone was, torturing instruments and with jackhammers um and my only my only or our only kind of conclusion was that they intentionally wanted to make it sound as bad as it possibly could and as ear bleeding as it possibly could literally as we were walking in there were just these floods of people pouring out of the stadium <laughs> and we 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 stood in there for about literally I don't know, a minute before, you know, running with our tails between our legs. It was just disgusting. So yeah, that, that's wow. probably, it's probably the worst shit I've, I, I've ever seen. Definitely. That's funny. I remember seeing the Sugar Cubes, uh, Bjork's band back yeah. in the day. And um, I can't remember too much about the gig, but I remember at the very end and all, all the way through the gig, her and um, Bjork and the, uh, I think the other, so the male singer, they just were bagging out Australia the whole time. <laughs> going, you and your fucking kangaroos and, you know, <laughs> um, you guys are fucking convicts. And, and we're like, whoa, you know. And at the very end, they just went, goodbye and thanks for your money. And that was it. They just no way. It like, yeah, it was really weird. Um, it is weird. I, yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen, we've seen Bjork at least a couple of times, I think. Um, just majestic as a solo artist. She's just mind-blowing. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. None of the attitude yeah. there. Okay, um, a couple more one. Uh, a couple more questions. Coldest surf you've ever had? Oh, gee. Um, well, there's probably one at your local. <laughs> yeah. 
um, spot. Um, that was pretty chilly. I think it was about one degree on the on the sand when we were suiting yeah, up. It was cold. Uh, yeah, and I, that you're you're blessed. Yeah. It just doesn't get that cold. Um, I had a surf at. Um, I remember being so cold. I went for a surf at um, Huntington Beach, and the water gets pretty chilly there on you know in California, and. I think I'd had a pretty bad weddy at the time too. I mean, you know, when your weddy gets that stage, where it just starts laying in a bit of water. Yeah, it's hard. Um, I just couldn't move my limbs properly. You know, when you get to that stage where you can't function. Um, but to be honest, that happens to me pretty easily because I'm pretty. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm a bit like you. I'm I'm a I'm a real wuss when it comes to uh, to uh, water temperatures. But uh, I I recall having a surf in England on Christmas Day. And, oh. Um, yeah, uh, and I was wearing, I think I was, uh, I, I brought my own 3-2 and then I borrowed like a 5-4 and I was wearing both of the wetsuits together um, with obviously hood and gloves and boots and Jesus, it was still fucking cold. Um, yeah, wow. You know, life affirming, life affirming because you, uh, once, you've, once you've got into it a bit and it was actually quite heavy, it, quite, it was like this rip bowl, quite a lot of size and we got some good waves and and then, of course, oh, wow. it, and then it was great because it was followed by Christmas Day, you know, toasty and warm and lots of food and booze and whatever else. But, uh, yeah, oof, Jesus, <clears throat> very, very cold. Also, I had a, I had a surf here um, maybe three or four years ago on New Year's Day, and we, we were, there was frost on the sand. <laughs> so uh, that was pretty cold. Um, yeah, that's... But the, the actual, the good thing here is the, the water temperature doesn't change a huge amount from, um, for most of the year. Uh, it's very warm at the moment, but, um, you know, it, it doesn't drop a huge amount. The, it only drops by a couple of degrees. So it, it's often, it's often, well, it's often warmer in the water than, than out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, what about the hottest? surf have you ever been in, a, in... Oh, oh, yeah yeah um well that's easy um that was in dubai i think it's <laughs> like it you know it's you know you say it was like a bath but this literally was like a bath it was it was um because i think i was wearing a t-shirt just because i didn't have a rash or anything i just didn't want to get burnt and it literally would just you duck dive and it would you could feel it drying pretty much straight away yeah, um yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. That was I, I, the water temperature must have been like high twenties, you know. If not, yeah, there's, just, there's no, you just don't get refreshed at all, right? No, nah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, um, but I think I said before, it was actually pretty. They, they can they can get a bit of swell because the way the Gulf is shaped, if the wind comes down the Gulf enough, they, they actually do get a little bit of swell, um, and uh, yeah. I saw, I, saw a, yeah. I saw a crazy video on uh, on the interweb the other day of these guys who were surfing in one of the many lakes in Sweden. And this oh, by yeah. no means was a big lake. It's not, I mean, you know, it, it's big enough so you can't see the other side of it, but it's not like a fucking Lake Superior yeah. or whatever. And these guys are getting really good waves just from, uh, you know, obviously windswell. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You actually don't 
because I, I believe on Lake Tahoe, I've seen people surfing videos of people surfing on Lake Tahoe, and I don't think that's very big. I don't know if you have you been up there before. Yeah. Uh, well, no. Um, yeah, that's yeah. I wouldn't uh, yeah, I wouldn't have thought it was big enough, but there you go. Hmm. Um, crazy. All right, I've got a quiz for you, mate. Hit me. All right, so. <clears throat> All right, here we go. So, first one. This is a music question. Listen to this guy and tell me two points for the band and the. Uh, I'll give you a clue and the singer who is speaking. So the band and the singer. Yep. Here we go. Why well, wasn't your last single number one? Why wasn't? The it takes time for one. people to get, you know, acquainted. It's time for people to fall in love with you. But it's inevitable. <laughs> it's a... Okay. <clears throat> Any ideas? <laughs> wow, I like it. Um, I was, is it Jarvis Cocker? Well, it's the right part. It's the right part of the world, and a similar sort of age. I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a, a big clue. Uh, not Jarvis. It's Manchester. Is the clue. Oh, is it um, the Happy Mondays? No, you're very close. Oh, who else would you uh, who else would you pick from that scene? The other shining light of that scene. Oh, oh um, is it Joy Division? No, actually, that, that's actually that's a that's a great. Uh, no, it's uh, Ian Brown from the Stone Roses. Oh, wow! Yeah, that's yeah. great. Okay, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you another uh, question. This is a surfing one. Um, all right. So this is a, taken from an interview in. Uh, let me see. Uh, in the 1971 issue of Surfer Magazine. Okay, wow. October 1971. All right. And yep. the question is towards the end of the interview, and it says. Um, what are the worst things happening in surfing today? And he says, the rape of our beaches, advertising gimmicks, games, and two fins. And I'll give you a big clue. Um, his first name is the name of a bird. The first name is the name of a bird. Um, <laughs> a bird with big eyes. Oh, Al Chapman. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he, this interview is fucking classic. It's, he's really good. He doesn't, he, he uh, does not, did not mince his words. That's for sure. I don't know much about Al Chapman. So that's great. I'll, um, really interesting. Really very interesting. Uh, I love the, you know, in 1971, he's thinking that twin fins are going to sully the sport. Yeah. And what did he say? He didn't like games. Yeah, I don't know what that means, actually. <laughs> the, rape, the rape of our beaches, advertising gimmicks, games, and two fins. <clears throat> All right, here yeah, we go. He'd be horrified now, wouldn't he? Oh, well, he had three fins and four. Oh, my God. Uh, 
five fin um, setup. You know? oh, yeah, the, the, the Slater five fin. All right, here we go. Here's, here's another one. Uh, this is a musical one. I choose to roll with the Bloods. I'm going to get rolled up. <laughs> either, either way, I'm going to get rolled up because one side feels I should be roll, rolling with them. And because I'm a blood over here, they feel like, nah, man, you should be over here with us. And so there would be a conflict. Any Anyone who's like me in any of those gangs has to fucking deal with that. And some choose the gang they're from over like what they are. Like you'll see it. And sometimes those guys got to deal with it, you know? Right, well. The okay. I'll give you mm. a clue. It's obviously um, uh, LA and it's a yep. rapper. So it's not vanilla ice. Um, <laughs> you got it. That's it. Vanilla ice. He's so street. He's so street. Yeah. Um, it's pretty obscure, yeah. actually. But um, yeah, look, uh, is it? Is it? Uh, I, I, I'd be embarrassed. Oh, no, I'll give you a clue. The band, um, the they're still around. A, a very ha hardcore rap band who uh, eulogise the um, the use of marijuana. Oh. Okay, so is it Cypress Hill? Yes, good man. I don't, I don't I actually, I, I couldn't name the members, unfortunately. Uh, he, but he's, he's called Be Real. Be Real. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, well done, mate. Well done. Okay, and the last, sure. last question. What was Button's first name? Oh. It's a beautiful name. And obviously, he's a, uh, his, his surname was... Kale, Kalehiu Kalani mm. and his first name any ideas? Brian Brian Buttons? <laughs> no I don't know these okay. are good questions yeah so sorry they're, they're, they're tough questions his full they're name was, oh, yeah. his full name was Montgomery Ernest Thomas Kalehui Kalani wow Montgomery That's great Montgomery <laughs> so cool um that is so cool um i haven't got any questions for you but i've got uh i thought you might like have you heard of a band <clears throat> called oh, here we go here we go i've got it have you heard of heard of a band called the shags <laughs> no but that's one of my favorite birds is a shag <laughs> one of a good shag now this this this, this band's fascinating because basically it's not totally true that they were just locked in a basement for most of their life, but I don't think it's that far from the truth. Um, and I think there's some bizarre story that there are sisters, three sisters, but their parents were a bit kind of a bit loopy. And I think the mother or the father got their, got their fortune, a fortune teller sort of said to them, two things will happen. One, your house will burn down and two, your daughters will, um, become famous musicians and um, the next not long after their house burnt down and so their father just freaked out and said well we're going to have to you know this is going to the prophecy is going to be true we're going to have to make our daughters famous rock and roll musicians and they had no musical aptitude at all so he locked them pretty much in the basement um, and and just got them to practice for as long as they could. And they finally went out and um, had a record and tried to try to make it big. 
So my question is like, if you were an alien and you just came down and knew nothing about music and not how to make music and you just given instruments, you know, what do you think it would sound like if you just tried to make music without any kind of knowledge of how to make it? Oof. And yeah, I'll play the song. This, so this is the song, it's called Philosophy of the World. They're basically all playing their instruments, but as you can hear, they're not really kind of in, in time with each other or anything, so I'll just play it. Pretty, so the voice sounds a bit like uh, Nico. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, well, anyway, we can cut that one in. Now, what, what's the name of the song by the Shags? Philosophy of the World by the Shags. Um, I, I think that yeah. if I was an alien, I would have to, you would have to make music off the kind of, what do they call it? The circadian rhythms of life, wouldn't you? It would have to oh. be some sort of, uh, it'd it, it have to have some sort of natural the ebb and flow of existence is, is a music mm. into, in, in, into itself, right? It'll be like the atomic number of hydrogen or something, the vibration of, 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 a, of an element or something. Oh, that's it. That's it. And, mm. and the number 42. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, well, um, Stan, I think I'm, I'm going to have to um, hit the, um, hit no, the that, old... That, that's um, I'm going to have to hit the, uh, hit the reality track and uh, get ready for, for life. Yeah, do you think this might be um, our last podcast before um, before Christmas, mate? I'm free, but I know that you've got a lot of work on. But um, let's let's hope that we can um, let's hope that we can get together at least before the new year. Um, cool. Okay. Well, if not, um, why don't we wish all our listeners a, a merry merry Christmas? Absolutely. You know, feliz Navidad. Um, Hmm. Um, I've got a little. I've got a little Christmas poem actually that oh, I um mate. that we could. Close you, on. Full of, you're full of surprises, Dazza. Okay, you ready? Yep. This is for the kiddies out there. Twas the night before Xmas, and all through the shack came the rumble of swell from the reef out the back. The single fins were ready and waxed up with care, hoping Santa's groundswell would soon be there. Stanley was blissfully happy and stoned while Dazza spun tunes on the old gramophone. And tales were told both tall and true. The listeners cheered for everyone new. Yes, music and barrel, that's all we need. So let's all get shacked together. And <laughs> I haven't finished the poem yet. So there we go. There's the homework for you. So let's all get shacked together. Bob, boom.
I love it. I love it. You, you don't need the, You don't need the finish. Everything else was just perfect. We were there. Mm. We were all there together, mate, getting shacked. Oh, so good. And eating, um, eating, eating Christmas turkey. A oh, bit of turkey. bit of turkey. Yeah. Cool, mate. Well, well, um, well, that, love your work. That was as loose as, uh, loose as we are going to get, I reckon. It was definitely... Uh, we were definitely doing um, rebound 360 switch foot stance. So good. All right, mate. Jazz. Take cool, mate. Well, no. um, take it. Take care, and um, hope hope the wind turns offshore for you. Yeah, it's 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 been too long, and uh, enjoy the ground swells. You, you, ciao, ciao. And so we come to the end of another episode of Sound Waves, and as we do, we think about our friends getting shacked around the world and listening to the finest tunes ever put down on vinyl or some other. And as we do, we also think about our good friend Nietzsche. And we remember that Nietzsche said, for the objective of all human arrangements is through distracting one's thoughts to cease to be aware of life. Just like the barrel, just like the shack, just like a good tune. Happy Christmas all. Yep.